Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. I guess I have to do the introductions, eh? Oh, I should have brought an instrument. I should have played your... Uh, I guess that's not going to work. Hey, before we get started, I actually want to know if I've told you about this game before. So, have you heard the game where you have to think of a baseball player, you have to say their initial, their middle name, and their last letter of their But name. what if I don't know their middle name? Well, that's the whole point, so you got to guess it. So, when I first heard this game, it was the example I heard was L. Peter B. And the idea is you want to try and think up the most difficult one you can so the, the other person has no chance of getting it. So first name begins with L, middle name is Peter, and last name begins with B. Now I'm not surprised if you don't get it because the whole point Larry was this. Larry Peter Bird. You were actually really close. Uh, it's Larry Peter Bearer. It's Yogi Bearer. His real name is Larry. And that was the example that was given. I was like, oh my gosh, that's difficult. Wait, Dad, is he named Yogi after Yogi Bear? Uh, no, he was, no, Yogi Bear is named after Yogi Bearer. Oh. No, somebody, I can't remember who it was, some coach said he looked like a Yogi. I don't even know what that means. And then that was his nickname after that. And no, the cartoon followed the baseball player, not the other way around. I always assumed it was that way around. Now, there's some that are easier than others, though. So, what about G. Herman R.? No, perhaps not. I don't think there's many people who had name Herman. And I thought you would have known this one. Um, I have some. These are all Yankees players, if that helps you. Okay. There is a reason why I'm gonna. I'm talking about. This. Wow, George Herman Ruth, Babe Ruth. I thought you well, knew that. Yeah, one. I thought I you knew that his one. Name was okay, George. all right. Uh, what about this one then? H. Lewis G. It's Yankees again. I don't know. Henry Lewis Gehrig. <laughs> his middle name was actually Lou. His uh, first name was actually Henry. Alright, what about M. Charles M. Yankees players. I don't know. Oh, Mickey Mantle. I thought he might have got that oh, one with yeah. M and M. Alright, what about R. Martinez J. They're chronological as well, so this is after Mickey Mantle. I probably should have told Mickey you that Mickey Mantle's like 60s. Okay? He's like the 60s, yeah. 61 was when he was trying to get 61 home runs, but Roger Maris beat him. I don't know. Oh, wow. Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I didn't know that he played for that. Oh, oh, what do you mean you didn't know he played for the Yankees? I only knew him for playing for the A's. All right. All right. So I'll play it after Reggie Jackson then. D. Sanderson J. Derek Jeter. Hey, all right, we finally got one that you got. Now, the other one that I saw as an example, I don't think you'd get this one either, was L. Wayne J., which was uh, actually Chipper Jones. His real name is Larry. <laughs> Larry Wayne Jones. Now, there is a reason I'm asking you about that, because I'm gonna, I am want to talk about that game later, but I thought that might be one that you might like to play. That's a good game if you... Um, if you want to play it in the car. That's what I thought. Or I thought you might find some on uh, YouTube and then you can throw them at me. But I didn't know if you'd ever heard of that game. Um, I'm going to mention it again in one of my moments, which is why I wanted to talk about it. All right, buddy. It looks like you got baseball. I think I got baseball. I figured you were going to be baseball. So what's I... your main uh, good card? All right. My main good card is a Don Larson autograph card. It is. And... It's in like a hard 
case uh-huh. that you can like. I don't of... think it's graded, is it? It's not graded, but it no, looks like, like that you... type of case. Yeah, like you can kind of like um open it, uh-huh. take it out, and it's also like in some sort of like plastic bag part. Uh huh. Just to keep it a little bit safer. So it looks like it's got a hologram reflector on the top. So it looks like it's kept in there, so you can tell that it's legit something. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to tell us what card it is, what year it is, mm-hmm. like who was Don Larson playing for. Um, See what it, I... It's an Orioles card, ah. and it's a Topps card. That was one I actually got you for, for Christmas. And uh, why is Don Larson famous? Because there'll be people um, that don't know. He was the... Um, he was the first person to throw a perfect game in the World Series. He did throw a... Uh, I yeah. think of the song for it. <laughs> he did throw a perfect game, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I was thinking... Um, Do you remember what year then, if you know the song? No. Don Larson in the series in 1956. I thought... Why I don't we think- add old Harvey to that list? I was thinking that um it was Harvey, and I thought he, he was the one who... Harvey was 1971 or 72. I thought he was I think. the one who threw a perfect game into like the 13th inning. Uh, he did. He threw. Yeah, he does. He's not, he didn't actually throw a perfect game, but he threw 12. Per, he threw nine perfect innings, which should be good. But the Pirates didn't get a run, so he had to go out for the 10th, threw another perfect inning, still didn't get a run. 11th, 12th, and then finally in the 13th, he gave up a hit, and actually he took the loss in that game. <laughs> it was probably the best pitching performance ever. And yeah, you he just got a can't loss. leave pitchers in that long. Um. Well, in those days, they didn't care. <laughs> They didn't really have closers. If you're going for a perfect game, you stay in if you're going for a perfect... Yes. Well, unless you're Dodgers. <laughs> if you play for the Dodgers, you're probably getting pulled. He always pulls in those oh, players yeah. early. Wasn't there that, that person who had a perfect game to yeah. like the seventh and then they pulled him? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Clayton Kershaw when he was coming back from injury as well. They didn't want to risk him getting injured. And in the regular season, that's not really what's important. What's really important is whether you win World Series or not. So um, it is. Can get it? Um, the baseball project is actually coming to DC. What's the baseball project? The the group that sing that song that you're familiar with. Um, they have three albums out of all baseball songs right now. Two of the members of that group are actually members of R.E.M., who I don't think you'd necessarily know, but they're one of my favorite. I don't know R.E.M. They're one of, if I played you their songs, you'd probably know some of them. Um, they were one of my favorite groups growing up. They're definitely in my top five are groups they like of all rock? time. Yes. Okay. Um, the lead singer retired, but they are big baseball fans, and they had a couple of other people, and they formed a group called The Baseball Project, and they write songs about baseball players. And I love them. Is songs. it the, uh, um, Is it that one with the Lou Gehrig song, too? Um, I don't think, I can't think of a Lou Gehrig song off the top of my head, so I'm going to say no. But, uh, it might be. But yeah, no, I Wait, know... I think, actually, it was Joe DiMaggio. Oh, uh, well, that one's a Joe different one, I think. DiMaggio. Joe, Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. And uh, that's not them. That's, uh, from, that was from when Joe DiMaggio was actually playing, I think. Um, I'm trying to look to see if there's a Wait, year Wait, what did on. Joe DiMaggio play? Uh, his rookie year, I want to say, is about the same as Ted Williams. Um, it was I thought mid, it was like earlier. It was mid thirties. I thought it was earlier. Though. I think it was mid thirties, and I'm I'm not sure if he was still playing in the fifties when Barra was there. Um, but one of his big years, I know, was nineteen nineteen forty one. So um, yeah, that's why <laughs> you're already looking at your next card. That's why I got you that card. You didn't you realize who it was? I did. Oh, okay. I can I can barely read the writing. But yeah, Ted Williams hit over four hundred, uh-huh. and he didn't get um, MVP that year. How? Joe DiMaggio hit fifty six games in a row. So it was like two of the most two things that have never happened again since in the American League, and um, well, yeah. Why didn't they both just get 
Why did they both tie? Co-MVP, because it doesn't work like that. It's based on votes. I just noticed there's actually um, a hologram on the actual card It itself. is. It says authentic. Yeah, I guess that's to prove. So, yeah, it's, it's actually, it feels like it's curved slightly as well. I don't know if it is. It's because of the um, case, I think. Oh, uh, okay. But, yeah, I didn't know Don Larson played for the Orioles. I um, but I was we were talking about Don Larson, so I tried to get you this. I and... forgot what team he played for. Yankees. Okay. Yankees. I thought he was um, either. Well, it tells you on the back. Actually, I didn't know this. He actually played for the Athletics for two years. White Sox, Giants, like the, um, Astros, Orioles, and then Cubs. He was still playing in the late uh, 60s as well. Wait, oh, hold he up. actually played for the Browns before that. Oh, and he played for the Orioles in 54. So he, up, played, he played for the Orioles twice. The Oakland days or the Philadelphia days? It would be Oakland days in the oh. 50s. Yeah, they'd already, at that point, the teams had already. Well, actually, I'm saying that. I don't know for sure, actually, JJ. Mm -hmm. You might be right, actually. That might still be the Philadelphia A's at that time. Because the Dodgers went out in, like, the 50s. Uh So, and the Giants went out in the 50s. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when the Oakland A's became the Oakland A's. I thought the um, Giants were in New York. Uh, They were at that time, probably. I knew that they weren't, but I just keep thinking that that city is in New York. Uh Uh-huh. Because I know the New York Giants, but I just... I know that the Giants don't play in um, New York, but I just Not think anymore. that they do. Not anymore. I don't play in San Francisco. Now, for my good card, before I tell you about who it is, um, the reason that I played that game with you at the start was, I was like, oh my gosh, this player might be one of the best examples of this game ever. It would be really <laughs> difficult. So I mentioned Bearer, that was really difficult. Now, you might not know this person, though, so this might be for the diehards. L. Thomas... Oh, I was like, that's a really difficult one. Um, I would not have got this if it had been given to me. Um, I will tell you his first name does not... The name that we know him by does not, is not L, but his last name is R. Uh, I will tell you he was a famous pitcher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know any... It's from the 30s as well. Oh. Uh, sorry, 40s. 30s and 40s. Mm. So you might not know this person then. I don't know. All right. Well, let me tell you what my good card is. And I wanted to do this last time, but I had to wait for Mason. So you know that for my birthday, Granny C gives me money. Yeah. And this year I decided, oh, why don't I get some Topps baseball cards? I've never had a box before. Um, It came in with 24 packs. I'm opening a pack a day. Mm-hmm. Pack one that I chose to open. Boom. I'm showing you my Jackson, my good card right now. Uh, it's a special all aces card and Shohei Atani. That is no. really cool. The reflector on this one. I know. It looks like a... Um, it looks like a... Playing card? Yeah. Um, But it has Shohei. It's got Shohei on, it's got the reflector. There's a whole series of these. There's about 16 of these. This is definitely one of the more valuable ones in the set, for sure. Um, The back one has like a really cool design. Isn't yeah, it? it just looks like a regular old playing card it on does. the back. I got it, I put it in a protective case as soon as I got it. And as soon as I pulled this, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to talk to Jackson about this. Um, I've actually had one more since. Um, I've also got Sandy Alcantara, who's uh, one of the MVPs. I thought, he was, I thought you were going to say Koufax. Oh, no, no. I wonder if he was named after that. Possible. If it was, that was pretty good. Now, let me get back to why I did L. Thomas R. as well. Um, it was Schoolboy Row. Uh, his real name is Linwood Thomas Schoolboy Row. Kind of like how Babe Ruth. No one knows him as George Herman. It's just Babe. Schoolboy Row is the same thing. I'd never had any idea what his first name was. So this is a stat from, I think this was two days ago, JJ. The last three pitching starts for Shohei Atani at the plate... Because obviously he bats and he pitches. He's had four hits. And on the mound, he's only given up three hits. He's, he's had first... more hits than yep. he has given up. Correct. He's the first MLB pitcher to have more hits at the plate than he's allowed on the mound over a three-star span. 
since Detroit Schoolboy Row in 1934. That's like, why. He's always breaking records. That's nearly 90 years that that record's been going for. Um, I saw that one. I was like, oh, I got to share that with you. And then since I had that card, I was like, that's like what I need to talk. Now, I'm assuming then you don't know who Schoolboy Row is then. No. So I, I know the name, but I didn't really know the history. But there's some interesting things on the history as well. Um, he was an American right-handed league pitcher, played for the Tigers, the Phillies, and he was a three-time All-Star. And he was uh, he won three World Series as well with the Tigers. Um, Rowe was loved particularly by female fans for his good looks and public devotion to his high school sweetheart, Edna Mary Skinner. Uh, during a game nationally broad uh, nationally broadcast interview on the radio, Rowe asked his fiance, "How am I doing, Edna, honey?" And the line became famous. And actually, I saw there was a film where it was. I actually watched a film this afternoon that had a, an actor pretending to be uh, Schoolboy Row, and he actually delivered that line again. Uh, the, <laughs> before you ask, no, you can't watch the film. Uh, it's called Gore Orphanage. Um, I had to rent it on um, uh, Amazon Prime to be able to watch it. It was two dollars. And um, the person that rated it said it's like one of the worst films ever. It wasn't great. The whole budget was only $27,000. Like, you know most films have millions of dollars oh, budget. Oh, yeah. 27000 is not Avengers very much at all. Avengers probably has, like, billions. Uh, not billions. I think the most they've spent on... I'm going to get this wrong, but I'm going to say about 200 and something million. Oh. It might be higher than that now. Uh, it might be like 250, There's probably going to be, like, um, a movie that... that... They spend so much money on it that um, it's going to be in the billions. Uh, be a while. Soon. Soon. Yeah, it'll be a while. I think they might break, get to 500 at some point if it's uh, probably one of those big action films for sure. Um, Schoolboy missed the 1944 and 45 seasons to wartime service in the U.S. Navy. Uh, we've been reading a book about a lot of people where this has actually happened to them, so this was interesting to me. He was assigned to the Great Lakes Naval Training Station where his former manager, Mickey Cochran, put together an all-star team, including Bob Feller and Johnny Myers. I think you know those names. I don't and, know Johnny Myers. Oh, Oh, okay. He was the first baseman for the Giants, I think. Um, the 1944 Great Lakes team compiled a 48 and two record, uh, including an 11 and one record against major league teams. How amazing is that Navy team? Schoolboy played as an outfielder as well as a pitcher and led the team with a 4.46 batting average. This is somebody who's a pitcher. This What's is like. What's ERA? Um, I think it mentions it. Let me get a little bit further in. Uh, in one memorable game in 1944, he hit a double, a triple, and a home run. In September 1944, they didn't get the cycle. Nope. Otherwise, they would have said it hit for the cycle. In September 1944, the Army and Navy staged a military service World Series in Hawaii, um, and included people like uh, Dominic DiMaggio, Phil Rizzuto as well. Uh, Admiral Nimitz threw out the first pitch. And Rose Navy team swept the first six games and finally won eight while only losing two and tying one. Who's Phil Rizzuto? Oh, Phil Rizzuto was a shortstop for the Yankees. It's like the classic team. He would have played alongside Babe Ruth, I'm pretty sure. Uh, his catchphrase was, holy cow. Uh, he was also a commentator for the Yankees as well later. Um, after serving two years in World War II, Schoolboy returned to the Phillies in top form. And in 1946, he led the league in winning percentage and had a career-low earned run average of 2.12. And uh, he became the first and only pitcher in Major League history to be intentionally walked twice in the same game. You can see why they'd walk him if he was batting 446 for his team. So, Schoolboy Rose, somebody who's uh, pretty cool. Now, as I was going back to Shohei, because that's really who the card is, I hadn't noticed this before. You probably did. He bats left-handed, but he throws right-handed. I'd never noticed that before. When I was looking at his profile, I was like, oh my gosh, that's absolutely crazy. I know. It's like... How do they bat lefty but throw right? 
I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. I can't. There's obviously people that do that, but it's um, there's some people who are switch hitters. Like they, they can are, hit right but in, it but... says that he he predominantly bats left though. If he batted sometimes right and then occasionally batted left, you'd go, okay, he's a switch hitter. But no, he bats the other way around. The other thing I didn't realize is I was looking through his stats. He has a blank for 2019. His rookie year was 2018, and then he didn't pitch again until 2020. I was like, I don't remember that. Why is that? Well, that's what I was wondering as well. So I had to look that up as well just to find out. Um, I I assumed it was uh, Tommy John surgery. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. normally what it is if you're out for a year. And um, in 2019 season was a unique one for Shohei Tani, who was limited to serving as a designated hitter and not a pitcher uh, because he underwent Tommy John surgery. I'm like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. He has no pitching statistics for 2019, but he has batting statistics? That's absolutely crazy. He was batting 286 uh, with 18 home runs and 62 RBIs. I thought if you had Tommy John surgery, you couldn't do anything. I thought you had to rest your arm. Um, apparently, I know I know we talked about Tommy John surgery before. Apparently, I know nothing about Tommy John surgery at all. How can you not pitch, but you can still be the designated hitter? Exactly. And still hit home runs? I wouldn't have thought you had any power in your arm. So, Shohei Itani is an Well, obvious... why don't you just hit with one with the arm? Because <laughs> that would be very powerful. You need to... Well, I mean, one Barry con- Bonds could probably One arm kind of controls the accuracy, and the other arm is for the power. So, if you only pitch him with one, you're kind of losing one or the other. So, it's really... I'm not saying you can't do it, but at major league level, you can't do it. It's not going to work. But, yeah, I got a really cool Shohei Itani card. Um, some of the stuff he's doing right now in the league is ridiculous. Uh, JJ, he's leading the league on ERA right now as well. Um, I think it ERA? said it was zero zero point six four. How do you get a 0.0? It means you give up less than a run per inning. It's absolutely crazy. Oh, I forgot to read How many this. runs has he given up? I forgot. Hold on. Hold on a second. I forgot to give you his uh, ERA in um, 2020. So 2018 was his rookie year. 2019, he was out through injury. Do you want to guess his ERA? Oh, his rookie ERA was 3.31, okay? Do you want to guess his uh, ERA in 2020? Two. 37.8. <laughs> I was like, what? That's that is not insane. And you know the whip, the walks and hits per inning pitched? Yeah. His whip that year was 6.6. So every inning, he either, walked, he either got 6.6 people got on base on average. Um, I'm kind of surprised. Well, you would have thought if you just saw those stats, like, he would never play again. Exactly. Um, after that, obviously, he was much better. I'm sh- it wasn't many games that he played. He only pitched. I'm trying to see if I can see how many innings. Um, he only pitched 1.2 innings. He must have come in in like a closers role or something. But yeah, can you? If I had to get, like I said, asking you to guess, you would never guess on his statistics that Shohei Atani would have a year where his ERA was a thirty-seven. Oh yeah, he <laughs> lost out like he lost two hundred million dollars from leaving Japan to come to the MLB. He's doing pretty good over here though. With all the endorsements he's getting, he, he's doing pretty good. And if you think that ERA is higher, I have an even higher ERA for you on the uh, next episode of JGB. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so one of the players that we saw has an even higher ERA than that right oh, now. Oh, yeah. He also only has a $1,000 allowance, and he gives the rest to his mom. That? 1000 a week? 1, yes. Okay. So he gets 52000 a year. Okay. Um, he's on a contract, I think this year is about $25 million. So <laughs> his mom's getting quite a bit of money. And that no, next she contract... No, just keeps it for him. That next contract he's getting is going to be massive. Because he he's Where a great pitcher. Where do you think he's going to go? I'm hoping Red Sox. I'm hoping... The, uh, the there is a new Japanese player who plays for the Red Sox. I'm hoping he can talk him into it. He actually hit two home runs in the same inning today. 
Um, which that, is, is that hasn't happened. Of, that means that. I think you said there's only five Red Sox players in history who's done it. That means that um, everybody else had to get on base. All right, so it was obviously a pretty good inning, right? Um, uh, it was against the Brewers. The Red Sox got nine runs in the eighth inning, so they obviously won. Um, I mentioned that's like to, a compensate uh, me. High five, Tom, who's a big Brewers fan. I said, I bet Bernie Brewer's a little upset. <laughs> Bernie Brewer sits at the top of the slide, I know. and if they Brewers get a home run, he comes down. But he would have been south there for a long time with that inning. Yeah, he had to bat all over through the inning all right um i think that's everything that i had but there was a lot of cool stuff that i didn't know about shohei so i wanted to share that but i also was interested in pre in the uh, schoolboy row as well all right what's your bad card my bad card is um i think it might be um i don't know if it's a reprint or um, like a regular autograph it's legit but it's um a brooks robinson card it is i can it's tell my bad card because like um the edges are kind of like ripped in and there's also like this big mark in Right next to his face. Now, I can actually tell you a little about this card, though. Um, the card is actually called a speckle card. Huh? So it's actually supposed to look like that. Because when I saw this, I was like, what the heck? It looks like somebody's like taking little bites out of the side. It's like a little bird's kind of pecked it. It's supposed to be like that. What? It says on the back. Wait, but what about the front next to his face? Now, the part about his face, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, it looks like it's got a little scratch. Yeah, it looks like it's got a bit of damage on there. Um, the autograph is not, a, is not an authentic autograph. That was one that's, that's one that's just printed on, correct. Um, but I knew I was trying to get you a nice Brooks Robinson card, and um, I saw that one was very different, so that was a reason I kind of got it. I'm not sure what year it's from. I was trying to look on the back, but I couldn't see. Um, I think it's from either the late 60s or early 70s. Um, I actually saw a lot of those speckle cards for sale recently um, in Manassas, and I was kind of watching it, and then the bids got ridiculous. Like, everyone was... It started off at, like, $20 for the whole set, and then when I was looking later, it was, like, already up into, like, 100 or something. I was like, yeah, they know what that is. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Um, I guess it's not called the speckle card, then. I just Googled it, and that did not come back with anything. So, uh, I don't know. I wonder if I can... Did it say Brooks Robinson was number one? Um, Brooks Robinson... One of 33 photos. I'm trying to see if I can uh, find... Oh, it's called a decal edge, not speckle. I'd only seen it once before. Whoa! What? Well, that card's way more valuable than what I paid for it. What? How much <laughs> that one it? does have a little bit of damage on it. How much um, is there's it? one that somebody's trying to sell right now. It's 1969, by the way. And uh, currently it's going for... It's $20. Dang. So I know I didn't pay $20 for it. I don't remember what I paid. Uh, I think I paid 4 or 5 I think. I'm not sure. But I liked it just because it was... I like different cards. Dead. But I know you wanted a Brooks Robinson. So card. you know the um, the game at the start? I will use uh -huh. that on you for my next card. The, you can use what on me? Um, the game that you told me at the start, I will use that on, on you for my next card. Oh, I didn't see what the card was. So we Good. can definitely find it. Um, do you know why Brooks Robinson's famous? We know he's an Orioles player. Can you remember what was so good about Brooks Robinson? He got a like ton his, of gold gloves. He did, yeah. His statue's outside Oriole Stadium and he's got the gold glove on. Um, I, I think he has the most by any outfield player. Um, but I, if I remember correctly, um, Greg Maddox, the pitcher, has the most. Uh, I want to say it's about 18. I think Brooks Robinson Wait, has about 16. Wait, wouldn't he just 16. get the Cy Young Award? Uh, he can get more than one award. Okay. Like if you you can win the MVP and you can win the Silver Slugger award as well. Like there's different awards that you can uh, win for that game for sure. Now for my bad card, and this was sometimes this is one of the more difficult ones to do. Um, I suddenly thought, oh, I should open my pack today just in case there's anything that comes out. Now I'm picking as my bad card this person here, and we actually talked about Cody this person Clemens? last year on. 
Um, JGB. Cody Clemens, exactly. Why? Any idea who Cody Clemens is? No. He has a very famous dad. Roger Clemens. It's Roger Clemens' son, so we did talk about him. I didn't know he... I guess he's not as good as him. Um, not right now, and he's not even a pitcher. He's playing first base. So when we talked about it, we were talking about famous uh, pet parents, I think it was, and he was in the minors at that time. I didn't realize he played for Detroit last year, and uh, this year he's actually playing for Philadelphia, who are the current world champions, JJ. So how in the heck is this a bad card moment, then? Last year, yeah, he played 56 games for the Tigers. second base on there. It says second? Oh, well, he's been playing first right now. Oh, it does say second base. I didn't even notice. It is his rookie card, though, because he didn't play a full season last year. And um, as I was starting to look up how he's doing, JJ, um, from April 7th, he got recalled from Triple A by the Phillies. He's replacing Derek Hall um, after he got injured, spraining his right thumb, sliding in New York. So Get a sliding glove! He should have got a sliding glove. You should have got Speaking of which... I ordered one. It's on its way. I don't know if it's going to make your game for this week, uh, for Wednesday, but it should definitely... It's def Thursday. It should oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting, then. I thought your game was Wednesday this week. Thursday. So we can go to the Coffin State game at UMBC, then, on Wednesday. I didn't think we could make it. All right, well, never mind, then. I was like, man, I was like, typical. One chance we can actually make a Wednesday game, because it's 6 p.m., and you have baseball on that day? All right, well, by Thursday, it might be here, and if not, hopefully it'll be there by Sunday. But I did Mom order you a... that I slept. That I should slide beepers. Mm, it depends. In theory, you should. It depends what. It depends on the situation. If you're trying to get back for a bag, though, to avoid being tagged out. If you're running, you should probably go. You should probably go feet first. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to get back to a bag, you probably want to go hands first, yeah. so you can hold on to the bag and stay there as well. Um, so um, yes, I did. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. So yeah, it said he got called up as the starting first baseman. He's going to plant bat eighth uh, in the home opener against the Reds. And then the day after, it says he's not in the lineup anymore. Uh, Clemens went 0 for 2 with a walk against Cincinnati in his season debut, but he's back on the bench because it's a left-handed pitcher. So I'm guessing he's better with right-handed pitchers than left-handed pitchers from what I could see. And then here's Cody Clemens' stats so far for this year, and then I think you'll understand why this is my bad card. Uh, more, of bad, bad more of bad stats. So in that debut, we said he went 0 for 2. Uh, in his next game on the 10th, he went 0 for 5. His next 0 for game, 5 is horrible. He went 1 for 2. He then went 0 for 1, 0 for 2, 0 for 2, 0 for 2. Uh, There's he a is, lot of offers. That's a lot of offers, yeah. Uh, he's 1 for 16. His average is 0 .063. His on-base percentage that is, is the point, worst average I've ever heard. Is 0 .118. So he's had one walk within that time. Uh, he's slugging 0 .063. That is the worst slugging. And his OPS is 0 .180. So, um, yeah, kind of a tough way start. Way under the Mendoza line. Uh, he's way, way under the Mendoza line. Um, and it won't surprise you he hasn't played within the last five days either. Um, probably because some of those stats. So, kind of feel a little bad for uh, for Cody. Hopefully he can uh, hopefully he can turn it around. But you never know early in a career. What did I mention, JJ? Shohei Atani. ERA of 37? You look at that and you'll be like, send it back to the minors. So, I don't know. Hopefully Cody gets a chance to turn it around. But right now, as it was Roger Clemens' son, and I wanted to do Roger an update. Roger should just give him some training and it's it. He's a pitcher. <laughs> this guy's a first baseman. Roger Clemens did not play first base. So I don't know how much uh, help he can actually offer. Um, his batting average last year in Detroit, JJ, was 145 over 56 games as well. Uh, that would also definitely be low the Mendoza line uh, as well. All right, I'm guessing for your wild card, then i got to play a game first. Okay. All right, it's Jay Roosevelt. Or... Oh, that's Jackie Robinson. 
I know Jack, Jack Roosevelt Robinson. That's what I just said. I knew Jackie Jack Robinson's middle name, so that made it easier. I knew it was Roosevelt. That's kind of an unusual well, middle name. Jackie, not Jack. It's, Jackson, it's Jackie Robinson. All right, show me the card then. If that's not Jackie Robinson, then that's Jackie Robinson. That's just Jack. Okay, that might be his formal name, but did I get it? Yeah, I got it. It's, okay, I'm going to say Jackie Robinson as in number 42 for the Brooklyn Dodgers. All right, yes. did I get it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Actually, it's for the Monarchs. Oh, okay. So it's when he was in the Negro League. 1945, okay. he was in the Kansas City Monarchs. He was, yeah. And it looks like this actually has some color in it. And it says All-Star Rookie. Yep. And there's probably like a full paragraph on the back. You know, tell us some more then. So why did you pick this as your wild card? Because um, it's the Kansas City Monarchs. Okay, so that's an unusual team then, right? It is. So most people would know the Kansas City Royals probably if they follow baseball, but not everybody Brett, would... Uh, because of that one person. I forgot his name. Talk. You always ask me and I forgot his name. George Brett. Uh, it's not Brett. That's why. It's George Brett. But yeah, the uh, Pine Torrance in, in like 81. Yep. Uh-huh. And he bats right. He throws right. He was 5'11". Uh-huh. Um, and he, everybody knows, knows that he was born in 1919. Uh, I don't think most people would know that. Uh, we got some English listeners who don't know much about baseball at all. Okay. I have a feeling that they will be aware that, if they, from their general sporting knowledge, they'll be aware that Jackie Robinson probably broke the color barrier for baseball. Yeah. I think probably people would know that. But on top of that, people probably won't know much. Like, well, they the probably American... won't know that he went to UCLA and was a track star there as well. His UCLA. brother won an Olympic medal, I want to say, as well, in the track. So, um, yeah. Um, this is a long paragraph. And I'm not going to read it. Okay, you don't have to read it. Um, basically, that's kind of his last year not really representing an MLB team. Because 1946, he was playing for, was it Montreal? He was definitely playing in Canada. And then 1947. I don't know if the Expos existed at that time. And then 1947, he got called up to the majors. Uh, for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Do you know the exact date, 1947? Because it's now Jackie Robinson Day in baseball, so it's kind of a famous day. It's already happened this year as well, so it's April. Obviously, it was early in the season as well. Uh, I think that's a no. I think that's a no. April 15th, 1947. I wasn't supposed to know that. Uh, cause you wrote, didn't you write an essay on Jackie Robinson? No. Oh, I guess that was Mason then. <laughs> I guess I'm forgetting how long ago it was. But no, Jackie Robinson, that is a cool card, actually. Um, I don't know if you're aware. That's obviously not a card that's from 1945, though. Like, we it's probably not. should say that. It's uh, one that's much later than that. Um, I don't know if you realize that there was actually, because of a shortage of stuff like that, after World War II, they stopped making baseball cards for a while. Why? Because there was a shortage of stuff, okay. of paper and card and things like that. And people Ink. were... People were trying to focus on getting back to life. It's and nice. baseball cards were not that important at that time. So I'm not even sure there is a Jackie Robinson rookie card. I'm not sure. Um, there were, I just know that there was a few years or a few months when you couldn't get those cards. So I'm not even sure if he had one. Now, for my wild card, there's a few ones. This was pretty wild. This was that um, <laughs> I actually pulled this card, JJ, because it's kind of got two cool things on it. Um, I mentioned with Mason that you can get these uh, 35-year-old cards that they kind of look like. They're not. They're this year's, but they look like the same design. But this is my first autograph I've ever pulled. So this is uh, Corbin Burns, who was playing I've for Milwaukee. And uh, I was like, man, that's a cool little signature as well. Uh-huh. And what Mason made... CB. Is, 
what also made this wild? Well, there's a few things that made this wild. So as I looked up Corbin Burns, I actually found a couple of things, JJ. So, because uh, I didn't know who it was to begin with, I'll be honest. I don't know Milwaukee players that well. Uh, current players, for sure. Um, April 10th, 2023, from an article by Sarah Langs and Matt Kelly. Um, there's actually, um, it starts with Tom Seaver. April 22nd, 1970. Oh, JJ, if only we recorded yesterday. If we'd recorded yesterday, it would have been April 22nd. Oh, well. The Mets led the Padres 2-1 behind an already strong outing from Seaver. And in the top of the sixth, when the righty struck out Alferera to end the inning, Seaver would go on to complete the game, and he recorded each of the final outs, 10 outs, with a strikeout. So every single out was a strikeout. So no ground outs, no fly outs, no pop outs, no pop ups, nothing. No, just 10 outs. No, you've got to have 27 outs for it to be a perfect game. And uh, he was the first person that did it. And Seaver actually got 19 strikeouts in that game. Um, there's only two other people who've done it since. And one of them's Corbin Buttons. So I was like, that's pretty cool. August 11th, 2021. The start of this is amazing. Uh, Burns needed just four pitches to get through the first inning. That's ridiculous. So obviously you need a minimum of three. And he got through the whole inning in four pitches. So I'm guessing they were swinging and then ground outs. Then you get them out on first. Something like that. But that's pretty impressive. The minimum... That um, pitches that you can throw in an inning is three. Correct. And he did four. That's amazing. That's keeping the pitch count down. The other pitcher probably didn't even get a rest. He had to come straight back out again. Uh, Frank Schwindel led off the second inning. Barnes mowed down 10 consecutive Cubs batters on just 50 total pitches. A single by Matt Duffy ended the streak. But remember what the record is. The record is for most consecutive outs by strikeouts. Uh, Corbin struck out George Deichman for his 11th consecutive out via a strikeout. But unfortunately, it was consecutive people. But in terms of outs, he's still going for a record at this point. Um, a David Boat lineout ended the fifth. And Randy Johnson remains the record holder with 13 straight outs oh, via yeah, a strikeout. I talked about Randy Johnson on my last episode with... Bird? That was the one I talked with. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's his image he puts. He's a photographer now. So that's his logo. It's the dead bird, which is kind of really cool. Why so I like the. Uh, that's what he wanted to do after he pitched. Like, that was what he likes doing. He likes taking photographs. So um, I like that fact that it was in there. Hey, Dad, so, this should just be a ball and a bird. So you know, there's 13 straight outs. Obviously, yeah. that doesn't mean there could have been singles in between there as well. I think. Uh-huh. I think that's how it works. So you could get a hit, but then it's each out has to be a strikeout, though. Uh-huh. But I didn't know Randy Johnson set that record, but I couldn't certainly believe it. All right, the other reason why this is wild is, so when I asked, um, I actually asked High Five Tom about Corbin Burns a little bit. Um, he got injured this week as well. So just as I got, well, hey, I got this card. Hopefully he's going to do well. April 18th, Milwaukee Brewers ace Corbin Burns came out of Monday night's game against the Seattle Mariners in the sixth inning with a left pectoral strain. Burns left in the sixth, but believed the injury happened at the end of the fourth when he placed a tag on somebody at the conclusion of a rundown. I think I just overstretched it, he said. So I'm not really sure what happened. I'm like, man, that's absolutely wild. He got injured in those circumstances. And then I saw... So this was my card I'd already picked, JJ. And this morning, while I was doing my last little bit of research, Burns threw a bullpen on Friday with no ill effects and is expected to be good to go against the Red Sox on Sunday after leaving his start in Seattle. He's back. So thankfully, it's nothing too serious. He is back pitching for the Brewers right now. But I thought that was cool that he came in on that. The Reds. Oh, this is from today. This is from this afternoon, though. Um, his pitching's also. This is why it's my wild card moment as well. His pitching was a little wild today as well, JJ. Uh, this is from Adam McAlvey. The Red Sox bailed Corbin Burns out of a huge jam in the second inning, but not before scoring two more runs for a 3 0 lead. 
Burns has already thrown 48 pitches and has little command today. So every time I looked up something for Corbin Burns, it just came up with something that was wild, which is why I kind of I kind of picked it for that one. Um, I do have a couple of other cards to show you for Corbin Burns. Um, I had the one with the autograph. I also have the one that doesn't have the autograph that I picked up on another occasion. Um, actually, they're different uniforms, aren't they? Oh, I thought that was the same card. That's not the same card. That's got pinstripes on it. It does. This one does not. And this morning, <laughs> there's a third Corbin Burns card in that set as well. So yeah. I thought that was pretty wild that there's already I have three Corbin Burns cards just from one set. So I thought that was a, a pretty cool choice. I've read some of the paragraphs. Oh, okay. And he attended tryouts in April at Fenway. Uh-huh. And he... Um, earned letters in baseball, basketball, and track. He did, yeah. Now, unfortunately, the uh, owner, I think it was Tom Yorkie, who was the owner at that time, uh, apparently from what we know now was apparently a little bit racist, so um, I think he actually said something uh, defamatory to Jackie Robinson, if I remember correctly. So, um, yeah, there was no way he was going to be playing for the Red Sox. I don't know if you know that, I think the, the Red Sox were the last team in the majors to actually uh, integrate... Alright, I think that's it, JJ. I don't have anything to end this, but shall we do this again in about four months' time? I'm sure you'll have some more cards to talk about then, right? Mm -hmm.